0: Welcome to Routing for Success, the show where we interview today's top logistics professionals, giving them a platform to share their stories and best practices. Today, we're talking with line contractor Tim Goff. Tim's companies operate more than 50 over-the-road trucks for FedEx Ground Line haul, an impressive feat considering that Tim didn't get into the business until he was 56 years old, having had no prior experience in trucking. In this episode, Tim discusses some reasons why he loves Line as a business opportunity, some lessons he learned running global operations for a Fortune 500 company, and how he applied those lessons to become a successful contractor. In addition to his FedEx contracting activities, he is also the founder of the ever-popular MyGroundForce software solution for Linehaul contractors, and he is the co-founder of the Linehaul Summit, along with previous Routing for Success guest, Alex Froome. I am pleased to present to you Tim Goff. All right, we well, are here with Tim Goff, FedEx Linehaul contractor through his companies, Oscar Mike and Takamo founder of My Ground Force, the very popular software solutions for linehaul contractors, and co-founder of the Linehaul Summit. Tim, it is great to have you on.
1: Hey, Ryan. It's great to talk to you today. Thanks for the invite.
0: So we've got a lot to talk about. Why don't you start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself? What was your background before you had ever got into the business of linehaul contracting?
1: Okay. I'm a Naval Academy grad. After I, was, uh, after I graduated, I became a Navy pilot. I served on active duty for nine years and then I exited, uh, separated from the military, and when I got out of the Navy, the airlines were laying off, so I had to get a real job. So I took a job as a fiber optic engineer working for Corning, and then subsequently spent 25 years in the high-tech communications business, initially on the, on the passive side of optical networks, and then on the active side in laser transmission and high-tech equipment and things like that. Ran a global division in Fortune 500 companies a couple times. Uh, then spent eight years in a private equity startup. Um, and when we sold that, uh, I took my money and bought into the FedEx ground line haul business. Um, and then that was in 2018. And then when, once I got into the line haul business, I asked my fellow contractors, hey, what tools are you using to run this business? And their answer was, there ain't no tools. And I said, well, that's not a good solution. So then I pulled together some folks from my past and built a software company that uses state-of-the-art robot technology to fully automate the line haul back office. And so that's the software tool known as My Ground Force. So that's kind of my story. So
0: you got into the business in 2018, and I definitely want to spend some time talking about My Ground Force, and I'll also give you a few moments to talk about the Line Hall Summit. But let's talk about your FedEx ground contracting business. So you're in the Navy, uh, you're a pilot, you got out of the military. Naval Academy graduate, by the way. And then you worked some other, uh, other corporate-type jobs and then used your exit money to buy into Line Hall. So tell us a little bit about that experience. How did, you even, how did you even hear about Line Hall to begin with?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, I knew that the investors were going to sell the company that I was in. By the way, the owners of that company were Jim Barksdale, Fred Smith, Jim Clark, and Mark Andreessen. That's four of the best businessmen that ever lived in the United States. So it was a privilege to work for them. Uh, but I knew that they were going to sell the company to get their, uh, you know, the return on their investment. So I spent the last three years of my time there researching various business models. And I kind of started just looking at bizquest.com and just looking at all the different types of businesses that are for sale there. And there's a myriad of them, Right. And one of the things that kept popping up was FedEx Ground. And of course, there's line haul and P&D routes in FedEx Ground. And I did a lot of research on those, talked to a lot of people and knew that I did not want to be a P&D contractor uh, and that I would focus on the line haul side and chose to focus on the regional solo part of, of line haul just because that was what I felt like was a best fit for where I was at, at that stage of my life at the time. So. When I got into line haul business, I was already 56 years old. I had no trucking experience, but I had a lot of company uh, operating experience, and I found that that background was incredibly helpful in getting going into FedEx line haul businesses. I knew how to make deals. I knew how to run businesses. I knew how to hire people. I know the trucking business, and I didn't know FedEx, but no one that gets into it knows FedEx. Uh, And then even after you're here for a while, you wonder if you really do know FedEx, but at any rate, I found the transition pretty smooth. I didn't encounter any tremendous difficulties. I started with three trucks in July twenty eighteen, and within three years, I was running fifty.
0: Within three years, you are running fifty. Yeah,
1: I remember the first check I got. We did nine thousand miles, and my first week's settlement check was thirteen thousand dollars. Last peak, you know, we we did about twenty times that. It's been a really rocket ship ride for me. Uh, I've been extremely blessed during my time at FedEx Ground. I encounter the same problems everyone else does. We've been very fortunate to be able to grow the business uh, very quickly. And, you know, I feel all the reasons that I got into the business. You know, I've been asked this question before. Tim, why are you a line haul contractor? Well, I did all that analysis on dozens and dozens of business models from mcdonald's franchises to you name it I, I analyzed all of it and what i felt best fit where i was in life and what i wanted to accomplish uh, was the fedex ground line haul model and you know most small businesses uh, go out of business because of cash flow not because they have a bad business concept and at fedex you get paid every week so one of the major uh, risk factors for small business owners uh, is eliminated uh, or mitigated in the uh, FedEx community. And then the other major pitfalls of small small businesses, uh, the reason why they fail. I researched why do small businesses fail. First reason they fail is cash flow. Second reason they fail is they can't retain customers or get new customers. Well, we don't have that problem at FedEx Ground. You know, if you just do your job, you'll be able to keep the runs you have and you'll get opportunities to get new runs. And if you just execute and do the things that you're supposed to do, those opportunities will come along. Another reason small businesses go out of business is their their strategy is not aligned with the macroeconomic conditions. And so they make a decision to get into a business or make some changes to their business and the economy leaves them stranded and they go out of business. Right. Well, you don't have to worry about that at FedEx because FedEx is a Fortune 50 company. They're not going out of business. So your risk factor uh, are your major risk factors are mitigated as a FedEx contractor. Now the downside of being a FedEx contractor is your customer is a Fortune 50 company, and so that means that you're doing business with the Pentagon. You know FedEx ground is 33 billion. The FedEx brand in all together is about 75 to 80 billion. So it's just monstrous, right? These are the GDP of small countries and. That just dictates that they're going to have more lawyers and trucks and things can be uh, difficult to, uh, to you know, work your way through. But all the reasons I got into the business are still applicable. It's much harder to be a FedEx ground long haul contractor now than it was five years ago. There are a number of additional contractual requirements that have been placed on us. Uh, the macroeconomic conditions have supremely challenged the financial performance. Uh, And obviously, we all think that FedEx is not paying us enough. But every contractor who's ever lived in the FedEx environment has said that, right? So you just have to realize that what you get paid is furniture in the room, and you got to find a way to run your business efficiently so that you can make money. And you can do that.
0: Tim, you talked a little bit about, or you had mentioned that you wanted to get into the line haul side of the business, and you had no interest at all in doing the pickup and delivery side of the business. Tell us a little bit more about that. And, and, And the reason I'm asking there's a lot of people who watch or listen to this show, Routing for Success, who are not yet involved with the business. They're in the early phases of trying to explore whether this is something they want to get into. They're trying to collect information. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the differences between Line Hall and P&D?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, uh, as I mentioned, I was pretty late in life when I got into this and I kind of knew what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And I have an extensive operational background, both in the military and out. And it was pretty clear from the research that the p business is operationally intensive. You know, one CSA or one run for a driver might have 125, 150 stops every day. And, you know, you're trying to, if you got 10 or 20 of those, that's an awful lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of things that you have to execute on at a very high level. Uh, in my experience in customer service, uh, is that it, it only takes one one mistake to cover up a whole bunch of uh, attaboys, right? And, you know, if you've got 10 or 15, 20 drivers out there every day, you know, you're doing 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 stops. You just do one of those wrong, you're going to get a whole lot of pressure, even though you did 1,900 of them correctly. And so I've lived that life in my past, and I didn't want to do it again. And so... One of the things about line haul is you're not customer facing. So your employees are not seeing the end customers. They're not seeing the, the person that you're delivering the package to. We're dealing with professionals on the FedEx ground side. And um, I just felt like that was a better match personally for where I was and what I wanted to do with the last few years of my of my operating life, shall we say. There's nothing wrong with the P&D business. There are a lot of multimillionaires out there who've solved the P&D uh, problems that are, are certainly there every single day. So I'm certainly not degrading the P&D business in any way, shape, form or fashion. There is no line haul business without a P&D business. And of course the reverse is true. So it takes contractors and business people who are willing to work on both sides of that equation. And certainly there are line haul contractors that do both. And some of them are my software customers. They're very, very sharp people. Uh, it was just a situation where i knew what i wanted to do and managing that many operations every day iterations along with uh, uh the risk of customer complaints was just not something i wanted to deal with
0: and before we start talking about systems for line haul contractors i want to latch on to one other thing that you had mentioned tim which was when you got into the business you started out with three trucks but you did not have any trucking experience which means you didn't you didn't have a commercial driver's license so if one of your drivers quit or calls in sick and you've got to get a load delivered, you've got to figure out a solution to that that does not involve getting behind the, the getting in the driver's seat yourself, right? Because you weren't licensed to do it. I'm sure there's lots of other people who, who might be watching or tuning into this thinking, and I, I, this sounds intriguing. I'd really like to explore getting into becoming a line haul contractor, but I don't have any truck driving experience. If I can't get behind the wheel of a truck myself, is that putting the business at risk? how did you overcome that challenge of not being able to drive trucks yourself in those early days?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. You know, I, I looked at becoming qualified and driving trucks, but, uh, the schools are pretty long. Um, and then to drive a FedEx, you had to have a year's experience. Um, so it, it didn't, it, it was not in my opinion, a really good use of my time. It didn't make the business better or safer, uh, or more efficient if I became a driver. Um, so, like I said, I, I've run some pretty complicated operations in my time, and I ran a global group in a Fortune 500 company with a couple thousand people spread across 40 countries doing very intense operational activities, and uh, I, I, know how to, I know how to plan operations, so you, you have to plan for every single contingency. So, when I was writing the schedule in those days, uh, and for the first three years I was in the business, I had no managers. I did everything myself. I had a maintenance team, a maintenance manager, but everything else that went on in the company, recruiting, all of it, I did it all myself. So round the clock, um, and it, it was a, a pretty intense experience. But you know, you just plan for those things, and so then you hire extra drivers. If you're going to run, if you're going to run ten runs tonight, then you need to be prepared for. What if one of those guys uh, doesn't show up, and you know we would just have an extra driver available? We always had extra trucks available. Uh, it was interesting in my first couple of years in the business. What I found is every time I had spare trucks and an extra driver available to hedge my schedule, FedEx put them to work full time, and so they just took a truck and a driver and started running them every single night. So then I had to get another spare truck and another spare driver so I could hedge my schedule. And as soon as I did that, they started running them full time. Uh, I was always a little bit behind the power curve on keeping up with that because FedEx was running us l- like it was. It was those in the in the 2018 to 2020 2021 time frame. I mean, it was an explosive growth time at FedEx Ground, at least in the regions that I was in. And every time I hired an extra driver, they became a, a full time runner, and I had to buy. It. I had to go get another one. So there are a huge number of scenarios that you had to plan for to be successful. In my view as a fedex contractor you cannot be reactive if you're reactive you're going to be under constant pressure and fedex is not going to be happy with you but if you're planning ahead and you have and you know how you're going to what if this truck breaks what am i going to do next if that truck breaks down between birmingham and nashville here's how i'm going to respond if you have all that planned out in advance so that you're not trying to figure it out in the middle of the night you're just deciding which scenario plan you're going to implement to resolve the solution then you're much more efficient, uh, you're much more proactive rather than reactive. FedEx sees that and when they see that you plan for these kinds of things and they know how you're going to handle them, you get more opportunities. That's been my experience at FedEx. Look, they're going to reward outstanding performance. They, they just are. They have a huge problem. Uh, I've tried to explain this to other contractors. We talked a little bit earlier that FedEx Ground is a Fortune 50 company. Well, FedEx Brand is a Fortune 50 company. And then FedEx ground itself is 33 billion with 17,000 tractors and 90,000 little trucks running around every single day. So roughly 115, 120,000 vehicles, they got 50 something thousand trailers. I mean, there's a huge number of moving parts inside FedEx ground and they have a huge, they have a huge operational problem every day. And there is no operational plan, no matter how well you plan that, goes right every day. So every day they have collateral damage that they have to clear up. And if you understand that as a contractor and you plan for it, you can help your customer. And if you become a pressure relief valve, FedEx is going to use you. So I've been able to grow my business because in every place I operate, I try to be number one on the speed dial because things are going to break, right? Somebody's truck is going to break down, There's going to be a new run pop up. There's going to be a team that terminated short and there's now two trailers that need to get moved and they're going to be scrambling, trying to find ways to get that done. And what I have found is a successful way to grow your business is, you know, that's going to happen. Plan for it. Put yourself in a position to benefit from it. And on, on any given day, there's probably in my organization across eight domiciles, there's probably three or four trucks that run as a result of things that FedEx needed to have done that were unscheduled. And that's gonna always happen. It's not that there's anything wrong with the network, it's just stuff happens in a network this big with this many complicated moving parts. And so there's money in what I call the gray zone, right? The, the unscheduled activity. And the people who get to do that are the people that FedEx can count on handling it because they got more problems and they got band-aids. And so when they hand you a problem and you solve it, you'll get a chance to solve another problem. And That's true in any business, right? It's not just true in FedEx Ground. I didn't learn that at FedEx Ground. I learned that years and years ago working for other big companies. They have a lot of problems. And if you become a person or a solution that they can trust, they will continue to trust you until you prove to them they can't. And so this is a strategy you can employ in your business. You just have to plan for it. Now, it's more complicated now because it's more expensive, right? Trucks are more expensive, macroeconomic conditions have made everything more expensive for us, hiring drivers, et cetera. Uh, you just have to assess that in your own business. You can't always do what other, some, what another contractor tells you they did exactly the way they did it. But look, those opportunities are in every location. You just have to be that guy. So, you know, I, I didn't, know, I wasn't a truck driver, but I was a Navy pilot. So I figured landing on ships is, uh, is a pretty big challenge. And um, and I knew how to do that. So I, it wasn't that I felt like I couldn't drive trucks. I just didn't feel like I didn't add any value uh, to the process of driving trucks. It was more valuable. And I'm the one that had made the investment. So it was certainly more uh, expeditious for me in managing the risks associated with operational fallout and then preparing the team to be able to be a- available When uh, FedEx had a problem that we could solve.
0: So Tim, you had mentioned when you first got into the business, you were asking other contractors about systems, and this was around 2018, so about five years ago, a little more than five years ago. And they gave you the answer that there weren't any; there were no systems to be used. So tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, what are what are some of the different components of running a FedEx ground line haul business that? Would require some sort of system. I mean, whether it's a corkboard on the wall with post it notes on it or anything else, what are some of the different things that line hall contractors have to pay attention to when they're administering one of these businesses?
1: Yeah, you know, it's re- really an interesting conversation because I'm not sure most contractors really understand how complicated this business is and how many things you have to be good at to be successful and how many things that they do every day that are just something that they do and they don't really. Uh, pay attention to the complexity of all the things that they're actually trying to accomplish. You know, you're managing employees, so that subjects you to any number of legal legal responsibilities. You have a number of trucks. Those trucks carry their own legal responsibilities, along with a very intensive maintenance plan. Now, I'd run maintenance in the Navy on, on um, you know, combat aircraft, so I knew I was a very well-trained maintenance guy in terms of maintenance management, and so... We have what I think is a very successful maintenance program. So I did have some experience there. The operation on the daily scheduling piece is there. You got to do payroll. So you have to erect programs that feed the payroll system so you can pay people on time and pay them correctly. If you're consistently paying employees incorrectly or late, uh, then you're going to have a hard time keeping your organization staffed. Uh, And then there's just any number of things that you need to look at to see what are the vital signs of your business. Any business can be improved, but it can't be improved if you don't know what's going on. And step one of that is to get command of the data. And once you have command of the data, then you can start figuring out what are the key performance indicators in your business and start measuring those. And if if you can't measure it, you can't fix it. And you won't even know what's going on. You'd be surprised how many contractors I talk to have, who have, you know, heart arrhythmia in their business, and they don't know it, uh, shall we say? And um, you know, using the software that we have, all of a sudden, some of those problems are staring you in the face, and um, you can pull levers to start to improve some of those uh, key performance indicators and get your business going in the right direction. And this is not unique. I didn't show up at FedEx Ground and invent something that no one had ever heard of before with these key metrics. Every business I've ever managed in every country I've ever managed it in always had key performance indicators. And it's the, it is the fundamental element of good quality management. Quality management is not whether or not something is good. It is whether or not your company knows its processes and operates according to those processes, measures its performance and analyzes that performance to improve results for your customer. And that's the goal of operating a quality focused business. And that's what we try to do. And there are innumerable things that you need to be aware of in order to be successful as a FedEx ground line haul contractor. And you may talk to some older contractors that have been around for a long time And they may have a different opinion on that. But I've been in business a long time. I've worked for some of the best businessmen who ever lived. And I can tell you, they all live according to the business metrics. Everything they do is based on business metrics. And if you want to run your business at its greatest efficiency and its greatest profit margin, you have to understand a range of business metrics specific to your business and understand how you can improve those metrics and what the targets are, etc. And, you know, we do that using uh, robot technology and the My Ground Force software, uh, and then create all sorts of reports that you can customize for your own business if that's uh, what you would like to do. Uh, you know, when you're a FedEx ground line haul contractor, uh, you are by definition a small business. And whenever you get into this business, unless you're independently wealthy, and if you were, you probably wouldn't be in this business, but And if you're not independently wealthy, then you have loans that you've used to purchase capital assets, maybe to purchase runs, whatever the case might be. And unless you're about $15 million or more in annual revenue, every lending institution is gonna require you to personally guarantee those loans. What does that mean? That means that the loan might be in the name of your corporation, but if that corporation goes bankrupt, the bank's coming after you, and you just told them that, that you that they could. So all your personal assets are on the line. Your house, whatever it is that you have, are on the line as a line haul contractor, and that's a huge amount of pressure, right? And it's one of the things that most uh, officers and in executives, and even managers inside FedEx Ground, they have no concept of that. When I've explained that to those folks in the past, their eyes get big as pie plates. They don't understand the risks that most that all contractors are taking in order to be a service provider for them. And so your time then as a contractor, the owner's time is the most important resource. And your time, where you spend it, is telling everybody else in your company what's important because the owner's putting his time on it. If you're spending your time on grinding on Excel spreadsheets, you're sending the wrong message, right? You should be You should have access to business metrics that tell you what you need to know at a glance. And then you discuss those metrics with your management team. And then you make decisions on how to improve those metrics to hit your targets. And then you move on to something else. You don't spend time. You add no value to your business by being an expert in Excel or any other sort of uh, type of manual process. That does not add value to your business. It's harder and harder and harder to be profitable as a FedEx ground line haul contractor. In my personal uh, example, I've seen revenue go up by 10x over my time here, and I've seen because we were able to grow the business, but I've seen profit margin go down by over 50%. And so you're working harder for less profit. And the only way you can survive going forward, look to the business conditions today, will no longer be there. Be current business conditions two years from now, five years from now, they will be more challenging. If you, It's not hard to figure out that it's gonna get harder and harder to be profitable in this business, both due to the turbulence inside our customer, as well as, as they try to reform themselves, as well as the macroeconomic uh, macro challenges that are not going away, right? So it's not going to get easier to be successful, as a FedEx contractor. So you have to work harder, you have to be more focused and you have to spend your time on the right things. And if you wanna make money and improve your profit margins, look, you you have to put some sort of automated solution in place that does a lot of that work for you. In my business, when I started using the software, I reduced my internal headcount by five people. I laid off five people. It was $250,000 worth of indirect headcount that I laid off. I'm speaking about what I did and I'm not telling you to do something I didn't do. And I call anybody who doesn't drive a truck in my company is a profit eater. I'm a profit eater. Anybody who's not generating revenue is eating profits. And so you have to minimize the number of folks in your company who are profit eaters and replacing headcount is it with uh, automation is a key way to do that. And it's being leveraged across industry all over the country Uh, in order to do that. Look at McDonald's. You go in, you're ordering through a kiosk, right? So they have the same problem you have. They have to minimize the profit eaters in their organization. And so that's what the software is designed to do.
0: I'd like to bookmark that and make sure we come back to it. But real quick, Tim, before we do, you were talking earlier about KPIs and the importance Mm -hmm. of, as a business owner, having access to information in real time so you know what metrics to track, so that you can, instead of spending all of your time trying to figure out those metrics, you've got them at your fingertips and you can actually go talk to your team and talk about how do we improve these metrics? What are some things that we can implement? Why don't you give us just two, maybe two or three, I'm sure there's a ton, but what are like two or three KPIs that you feel like are really important to pay attention to as a line contractor?
1: Yeah, well, one of those is the same in every company, right? want You wanna have an idea of what revenue should be And again, we're getting paid every week. You want to understand how that revenue should be coming in. And then you want to be able to analyze it to see if it was what you thought it was going to be. And if it was better than you thought, you want to keep doing that, right? It's the old start, stop, continue approach to KPI management. So when you look at those numbers you're like well we need to start doing this to get better and we need to stop doing that and um, revenue is one of those that we look at we give you some very detailed analysis on revenue when you look at the uh, the biggest elements of being in a line-hole business the first one is capital that's a huge expense and then it's labor then it's fuel and then it's tires right so you have your revenue and then those are your four biggest elements of uh cost and when you look at costs in any organization, and I've done this all over, all over the businesses and all over the world, when I've uh, in in other locations before I got here, you should understand what piece of your total revenue every week or every period that you're looking at is devoted to each of those. So, for instance, what portion of your revenue is devoted to covering your capital costs? What portion of your revenue is devoted to covering your labor costs, your all-in labor costs, which includes your part of FICA taxes, et cetera, et cetera. What portion of your revenue is devoted to fuel? What portion of your revenue is devoted to maintenance? And you should have those targets in percentages. And then you need to regularly analyze your weekly or monthly, perform- quarterly performance to see if you're hitting your targets. And what I see, a, a, a fundamental failure that I see often in FedEx ground businesses is they pay. They overpay. They have a, They struggle with understanding what the market is and what, and what they can afford to pay. And they solve every driver problem with a pay increase. And I don't do that. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I've never done that. I've never been in a position in any of the responsibilities that I've had in the past where I felt like I would just solve a problem by throwing money at it. So you already know the situation you're going to be in. So Uh, If you get out of balance on payroll, if you're above, say, 36 or 37 percent of gross revenue devoted to something devoted to payroll, I've seen drive. I've seen companies paying the driver 50 or 60 percent of the total revenue on a particular run. Look, that is a recipe for failure. And the only way you know that is to measure it and analyze it and understand what you can do in your market. Uh, And I see it in mine and I have eight different markets and and, in three or four of them, the the pay is about the same. But in others, it's all different. And uh, what I find interesting is when FedEx does the cost analysis, the location where they pay me more is where I have the lowest labor cost. And the the location where they pay me the lowest is where I have the highest labor cost. And I shared that with them and told them that the way you're analyzing uh, these economic conditions is flawed and i don't know that they're listening but they've certainly been told but you need to understand that right and so knowing what your labor costs are what is that as a percentage of your total revenue should be in the 36 37 percent range or lower and that's all in uh, what is your productivity we provide some of these data so what is the one of the key corporate measures that you always have is what is the cost of revenue and you know what's the revenue per head and those kinds of things. Well, so we give you a metric that says total revenue divided by total labor costs. So in other words, how many dollars of revenue do you get for every dollar of labor that you expend? And then you can track that as a company and, you, and I, we provide it to you at the driver level. You know, I find my spot drivers are the most productive employees that I have. They generate more revenue per labor dollar. Uh, than any other type of employee. So that's, that's an interesting thing that you get. Well, you know, what how are you managing fuel is really important. And there are a number of elements to that, but it really boils down to this number. What is your net fuel cost per mile? And we give you that data, right? So you really need to understand how much money are you spending on fuel per mile. And in this business, the way FedEx pays us, if you're really good at it, uh, you can make money on the fuel surcharge and we show you how to do that. Understanding maintenance, we talked about that. Tires, especially, are very expensive these days. They're not going to get cheaper. And so we have a number of strategies in the software to help you understand what's going on with your tires and how to minimize the cost impact of that. I think anybody who's running a line haul business can relate to those four major expenses. You know, I can't, I can't help you with the cost of money these days. The cost of capital is way more than it was. It's probably forcing guys to extend the life of their trucks beyond where they might have been comfortable. So you want to do an in-depth scientific analysis on what does that mean? You know, if you keep a freight liner past 500 miles, you need to do a top-end overhaul on it just to make sure it can go, right? So that's just one example uh, of the kind of things that the data will tell you. Um, you're analyzing your capital expenses. Oh, wow, I need to extend the life of my trucks. Okay, well, you need to have a plan for that. And what does that actually entail? And that's a, an example of what you can get from analyzing the data.
0: So, Tim, you've given us a number of examples uh, of how your software product, MyGroundForce, is able to track different KPIs and metrics. Why don't you just give us an overview of, you know, from a very high level, like, what is MyGroundForce? Is it a website that you log into? Is it a recurring service that you pay for? And just really at the heart of it, what are you trying to do with MyGroundForce?
1: Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, Well, my ground force is a software, right? It's it's a subscription-based software. And essentially, we leverage state-of-the-art AI technology to fully automate your business. There's, like I said, I, I eliminated all administrative headcount in my company. I run 50 trucks and eight domiciles with no admins and no spreadsheets. And I know everything that's going on in my business because the robots do the work. So every Tuesday night, like last night, the robots log into your account at my at FedEx Ground. We download your settlement, we upload that to the database. Uh, we run thousands of algorithms to do all the analysis that we provide to you. We process your payroll, find your missing dispatches, recalculate your key performance indicators every week, update all your reports. Et cetera, et cetera. And when you wake up on Wednesday morning and get your cup of coffee and sit down at your computer and you log into your instance of My Ground Force, all your data is there. And so now you can, at a glance, say, okay, well, revenue was up or down. We trend charted for you. What what were actually the specifics? What's my productivity this week? What's my miles? How did my miles break out? You can look at that by truck. You can look at it by driver. Hey, how's my mileage trending on all my trucks? How, what, how did I buy fuel last week? Did I, There's five wholesale fuel programs uh, available to FedEx contractors. Well, what percentage of your fuel did you purchase at wholesale price? Every percent of fuel that you don't buy at wholesale price is costing you money. And so you, that's a key indicator. It's a driver per, uh, behavior chart is what I say, because we essentially delegate fuel purchase decisions to the driver. And so we're essentially measuring driver behavior on that. And are they Performing according accordance with our internal fuel policy. In my case, I measure fuel purchasing every single day. We look at every fuel purchase every single day, and we uh, discipline anybody who bought fuel that was not in in accordance with the, the internal fuel policy, uh, 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 assuming they didn't get permission. If they got permission, sometimes things happen. You know, so all this stuff is fully automated for you, and we have a. Uh, we have the ability to manage all your employee data. You have a number of uh, legal responsibilities in that regard. We do a lot of things in the software to help you maintain compliance with the contract. And, you know, we have a full, fully featured fleet management maintenance capability in the system. The robots do talk to your ELDs, pull down your mileage, do all your mileage, do all your service planning, give you a maintenance planning calendar, uh, sends out reminders every time maintenance is due. creates work orders in the system, all you have to do is assign them to an internal or external resource. Uh, we fully automate, 100% automate the monthly maintenance report process. Every, you know, there, no one else is doing that. You have to have a fleet management system incorporated in the system to be able to pull that off. We have a bookkeeping system that's just as good as QuickBooks. And so then we're able to process all your expenses as you enter them into the system and use that data along with our other Sources of data to calculate profitability of the company and deliver to you profitability at the individual tractor level. We can even even give you profitability at the domicile level. Maybe you want to, maybe you're in four domiciles and you want to see how you perform at each one of those domiciles. And we have the ability in the system to give you that data. You write your daily schedule. We have a driver app. There's seven features in the driver app that help your drivers be more efficient. We essentially have a transportation management system built into the system, and it's very easy for the drivers to use it. So then as a line haul contractor, you are getting uh, dynamic load uh, information in your uh, in your TMS, in your my ground force TMS. And that's information you never get from FedEx. So you don't have any contemporaneous information from FedEx. We're going to take that a step further by peak, and we're going to give you GPS dispatch whenever your driver leaves domicile A, going to domicile B, we're going to send you a notification, hey, this driver just left domicile A. And when he arrives, we'll notify you that he arrives. And we are obviously archive all the associated data with that. So that's state-of-the-art, world-class kind of uh, automation. It's not even available uh, any, anywhere inside FedEx Ground. So uh, th- that's just a few examples. Everything you do in a line-haul business, we've automated it. And give you tremendous reporting and very rich analysis and metrics on what's going on. And we're using state-of-the-art technology. This is not old stuff. This is brand new off the shelf. The robots we use are world-class and two years ago won the the global award for the best robots in the world, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what it means, but they're (laughs) extremely high-end technology that we've licensed from one of the best software companies in the world. And so we're the only ones that can do this. Uh, We've been told we do it better than anybody else in the country. So I don't know about that, but I know we're better than what's going on in the FedEx world because it fully automates everything that you do. There's really not a part of the business that's not automated. And so then you look, look in every corporation, there's a system of record. So if you go work at a major corporation, if you work at FedEx, FedEx has a system of record. Everything they do is inside that system. Right. And when you start to work at a major corporation, then you're going to uh, go through orientation. And then in that orientation, one of the things they're going to do is teach you how to use the system of record for your corporation. Right. And so what we encourage folks to do is look at my ground force as a system of record. Look, you have some other options out there that you might purchase in order to help you uh, gain some uh, automation in your business. None of them are systems of record. What we're trying to bring to you is a place to run your entire business from one location. And no matter how many places you have, and maybe you're running your business remote because you have a day job in Atlanta, but your business is in Memphis, and this system gives you the heartbeat and respiratory performance of your business dynamically all the time remotely. right? And so everybody's operating in the system, so everybody has the latest information. There are no spreadsheets stored in one cloud versus another that are named differently by this guy or that guy. And you can't remember where the data is. It's all there and it's all accessible to you by phone, tablet, laptop or desktop. So it's a true business enhancement, right? It it helps your business run more efficiently. Everybody has the same data all the time. And it's, it's a system of record where you can store all your data. You're storing your cost information somewhere or you should be we say store it in my ground force you're storing your maintenance information somewhere or you should be we say put it in my ground force and let the uh, robots do the work so think of my ground force as a comprehensive system of record uh, that will help you run your entire business
0: you know tim i've had other uh vendors contact me and say hey i'd like to get on the podcast and talk about my products but so far we haven't uh really opened this platform up we've kept it more or less exclusive to FedEx ground contractors. So uh, you, you got yourself some free ad space here, which I'm, I'm happy to extend because you're a FedEx contractor. What, well, Tim, why don't you tell well, us a little bit more about him?
1: Um... I appreciate the chance to talk to you today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's been great talking with you. Before we wrap this up and sign off, another thing that you're involved with is the Line Hall Summit. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on how that came to be and what it is?
1: Yeah, you know the Line Hall Summit. Uh, Alex Froom and I were sitting in a Route Consultants meeting in uh, Nashville in August of 2021, and you know Route Consultants does an outstanding job of communicating all sorts of information and knowledge and transferring that knowledge to P and D contractors, but they've not really ever had a focus on Line Hall. And Alex and I just said, you know what, we should do one of these for line hall guys. And so we pulled a couple of guys together and we launched a company called Line Hall Summit. And the whole focus of the Line Hall Summit is to help contractors become better contractors by leveraging outstanding vendors like AP Finance and bringing them together with uh, successful contractors, large contractors that maybe have some best practices to share, and then just create a two-day environment uh, in which it's contractors helping contractors become better contractors. And that's helping you improve your businesses, you know, in all aspects, how to grow your revenue, how to manage your costs, how to hire folks, how to partner with the right vendors to accomplish your business objectives. Uh, and it's, it's not about FedEx, right? It's the, the FedEx contract, the FedEx relationship is furniture in the room. As far as we're concerned, we all know what it is. Uh, we're not there to debate what FedEx is doing. We are never a subject. All the subjects that we have in the training, we really focus on training, really the the kind of in-depth training that you never get. You know, when you become a FedEx contractor, they don't give you a book that says, here's how to be a line haul contractor. They should, but they don't. And so you're really learning it on your own. And we tried to create and have created an environment where you can come together with other contractors and learn a lot about how to uh, operate your business and how maybe to improve it. And what are some strategies to accomplish your business objectives? And and, and you you get a chance to uh, experience the camaraderie of FedEx contractors. That's one of the biggest uh, advantages of coming together. Um, is you build this network of knowledge, and now you have a rolodex of people that you can call and say, "Hey, I'm 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 having this problem. Can you help?" I get those calls every day. So people call me every day, Tim. I'm having this. What do you think? How can you help? And I'll always help because, hey, we're all in the same game, right? It's important that this network remains strong. And one of the ways that Alex and I felt you could strengthen the network uh, was to create this Line Hall Summit. And, you know, we partnered with uh, John and Flint to uh, get this thing off the ground. We now have a really outstanding staff that helps us push that along. And we've had two events now. The next one's coming next June. They've all been tremendous successes. Um, and
0: we're looking forward to the next one. And where can people find more information on the LineHall Summit?
1: Yeah, linehallsummit.com. Everything is there. Everything you need to know. If you want to be a vendor, the sponsorship packages are there. Um, This past year, our sponsorships doubled. We had twice as, you know, hey, whenever you're starting a conference, you're always worried, is it the chicken or the egg? Are we going to convince the vendors that people are coming or are we going to convince people that we're real? We had all those conversations. And so, you know, we had a we had a very successful first year last, you know, in 2022, and then we were able to build on that this year and double the size of the expo. So many vendors heard about the success of the first summit that we didn't have any trouble growing the number of vendors in the second summit, and it'll be the same thing in the third one. It's an extremely beneficial situation in which um, the, the whole ecosystem comes together uh, in a very collegial environment to help everybody improve their individual businesses, both as vendors and as contractors.
0: Well, I know it's certainly been worth our time as a sponsor and exhibitor at that event, and we're looking forward to the next one for sure. Yeah, we appreciate that. Tim, it's been great talking with you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, Ryan, what a
1: great opportunity to talk to you today. I really appreciate it. And um, we we appreciate your support of the Lion Hall Summit and your uh, effort to run this podcast in a way that Helps transmit really good information to help contractors improve their businesses. I'm, I really appreciate you doing that.
0: Routing for Success is brought to you by AP Equipment Financing. In today's competitive market, it is essential to acquire the right trucks at a fair price and finance them in a way that makes sense for your business. Leveraging their extensive network of truck and van suppliers, the experts at AP Equipment Financing will help you locate the best deals on step vans, cutaways, panel vans, and more. Deliver them straight to your facility and finance them with low monthly installment options. Click the link in the description or visit APFinancing.com. For more information, Routing for Success is an independent production of AP Equipment Financing and is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by FedEx Corporation, FedEx Ground, Amazon, or any other logistics company discussed herein. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Routing for Success.